Welcome to the Eddie Hot Podcast. So glad you joined me as we continue our study of Paul's letter to the Christians in Ephesus, that ancient city uh, in present-day Turkey, what is sometimes called Asia Minor, one of the, the great commercial centers of the ancient world, which is probably one reason, although I'm sure the, the number one reason Paul would go to a place was uh, being led by the Holy Spirit, but also there's no question he, he would consider other factors also. And uh, Ephesus was what we would call a people pump. It was a commercial center. It was also a very religious center, um, being the home of the massive temple of the uh, Greek goddess Artemis, called by the Romans uh, uh, Diana. Diana is the, the name in the in the King James, and in some other newer translations, they have Artemis, and it's because Artemis was the the name the Greeks called her, same goddess the Romans called her Diana. And uh, because her temple was there, it was also a religious center with her devotees um, constituting a continual uh, stream of tourists and devotees coming to worship at her shrine. And so I call it a people pump. There were people coming and going. And uh, Luke says in Acts chapter 19 that Paul spent two years there having daily discussions. He had sort of what we would call a Bible school in the school of Tyrannus, which was uh, would have been a public lecture hall. And as a result of his ministry there in that one place, in Ephesus, Luke says that all of Asia heard the word of the Lord. Now, he's talking about the Roman province of Asia, which would encompass approximately present-day Turkey, uh, Asia Minor. But that is amazing that without modern technology, w without uh, printing presses, without tracts, without uh, emails, without uh, modern travel, that Paul reached that entire region by being in one place because it was a people pump. People were coming and going, and people were hearing, dropping in to hear what Paul was preaching or hearing it from, you know, whoever they were visiting, and then they would take that message back to where, uh, to where they had, from where they had come. And so the gospel spread. So we're now getting today into uh, chapter 4. And I'm just going to begin reading at chapter 4. And let's remember that uh, uh, Paul did not stop and start a new chapter. This is one letter, chapters and verses. He did not divide his letter into chapters and verses. Those came along in the 13th century. But in chapter 4, verse 1, he says, I therefore the prisoner of the Lord. And again, he will not say that he is a prisoner of Rome. He says a prisoner of the Lord because he believes that ultimately God is calling the shots in his life. He has surrendered his life completely to God, and Rome is not calling the shots. God is calling the shots, and he believes that God is, is using and will use his imprisonment to advance the purposes of God. And we see clear evidence of that uh, especially in his letter to the Philippians. But I, therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, beseech you to walk worthy 
of the calling with which you are called. Hey, you belong to the living God. You are his people. Live out, walk worthy of whom you have become. And he, he describes in verse 2, as with all lowliness and gentleness. In other words, not going around proud and arrogant and uh, looking down your nose at other people, feeling like you're better than others and demanding to, ha- to, to, demanding to have your own way. Avoid an elitist attitude that is not a Christian attitude. Bearing with one another in love, bearing with one another, putting up with one another in love. You know, sometimes when you when when we're in a relationship with human beings, uh, and if God has called you into that relationship, whether it's a marriage, whether it's uh, in a business, whether it's uh, in a church congregation, uh, because humans are humans, you're going to have to put up. You're going to have to bear with <laughs> and put up with some things. Uh, But if we are willing to do this, God will bring incredible blessings out of it, bearing with one another in love, endeavoring to keep. And the word keep there uh, also means to guard the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. Now, notice our responsibility is to guard the unity of the Spirit. Our responsibility is to not is not to create the unity. Our God, it, our, our responsibility is to guard or to keep the unity which is of the Spirit, which is brought forth by the Spirit. Only the Holy Spirit can bring forth unity. And I'll tell you, the devil will work over time trying to destroy the unity that the Spirit of God brings forth and puts in place. And so we have an, a responsibility to recognize the spirit that the the unity that the spirit is bringing forth. Um to recognize you know that uh there's different relationships in the body of Christ. Let me just give you an example. This was in the very early days of, of our marriage. Sue and I have been were married 47 years in May. And this was probably the f- first year, maybe the second year of our marriage. And we were in New Brunswick, Canada, Sue's home province. And uh, we were uh, part of a church there in that area. And they actually asked me to be on the staff and to lead the Wednesday night Bible study and do some visitation for them. Uh, which which I did. I was also working at a at a job at the time, and so uh, uh, there came a point where uh, that there was great unity for a time, but then all of a sudden, I was I was we weren't comfortable there anymore, and I found myself irritated at the services, irritated about everything: the singing, the music, the preaching. And I remember I didn't want to feel that way. And I remember saying, asking the Lord, saying, Lord, what is going on? Is this me or is this them? And uh, and, he, and I heard the Holy Spirit say, it's neither of you. But I am calling you. The, the, he said, he brought to my mind how Elijah, now listen to this, this is very important. This song about the unity of the Spirit, keeping, guarding the unity of the Spirit. and um, 
And doing that may mean that sometimes that we move on, that we move on from a certain place that we where we are fellowshipping, a certain church or congregation or whatever it might be. So anyway, what came to my mind is I'm asking God, God, what is going on? Why am I feeling this way? I don't want to feel this way. And so what came to my mind by the Holy Spirit was Elijah, when God sent him during the famine in Israel, and God sent him to uh, the brook Cherith and told him he would drink from the brook and the ravens would feed him. Well, there came a time when the brook dried up. There was no more water, no more refreshing. And then God spoke to him and said, time to move on. I'm sending you to Zarephath, sending you someplace else. And so th this this came to mind when I was saying, God, what is going on here? Why do I feel this way? The Holy Spirit brought that experience of Elijah to my, uh, Elijah to my mind, and I heard him say, "As f it's neither of you, but as far as you are concerned, the brook has dried up here. There is no more refreshing for you here because I have called you to move on. Wow, what an incredible insight and understanding. And so God was calling us to start a new congregation and ministry, Bible school there in uh, that area. And so I shared, I shared our vision with the pastor. Um, they accepted it. They even gave, gave us a shower and took up, took up an offering for us and loaned us chairs to get started in another part of that area. And uh, so from then on, our relationship then was was still good. In fact, the pastor had to be away, and he contacted me and asked me, after we had started our own church, uh, not too far away from them, asked me if I would come and speak. <laughs> In their mid in their midweek service while he was away, so you see the the unity of the spirit was kept was guarded, but in that situation it meant that we had to to make a separation in order to guard the unity of the spirit. Now that, that's just one situation. It's not always that. Many times. Uh, it may be that we just somebody needs to repent of a bad attitude and a wrong attitude. Could be that somebody is taking offense when they shouldn't be. Uh, but anyway, pray and ask God. The Holy Spirit will help you to know and understand what you need to do. But the bottom line that I wanted to speak here about was Paul says, not that we are to create unity, that's the job of the Holy Spirit, but we are to guard the unity that the Spirit produces and brings forth. Guarding the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. There is one body and one Spirit, just as you were called, in one hope of your calling, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is above all, and through all, and in you all. We'll pick up on this tomorrow. But this is Eddie Hyatt. This is the Eddie Hyatt podcast. I hope you'll check out my uh, website, our website, eddiehyatt.com. Uh, you'll find all kinds of resources there, a bookstore. Watch for my new book, Discovering the Real Jesus. Wow, what an important book it is for this hour in which we live.
And I will look forward to, and if you'd like to be in contact with us uh, on the homepage of the website, there are emails right under our pictures, Sue's picture, my picture. Uh, you're welcome to be in touch with us. I'd love to hear from you. If this is uh podcast being a blessing to you, if you'd like to give an offering to uh, to bless our ministry, uh, there's instructions there and uh, means there that you can do that in different ways. And I will look forward to seeing you tomorrow.